Welcome to the Veterans Chamber of Commerce radio show and Happy New Year. I hope that you've had a great start of the new year so far. We want to welcome all of you who are watching, whether it is from Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, LinkedIn, Amazon Live, and of course, our podcast listeners. We appreciate you and your service. I want to remind you that this is the Veterans Radio Show, and without you, we would not be able to bring you this segment. So hit that subscribe button, and please share this episode with another veteran, and let's hear your thoughts in the comments during the show. We love seeing your questions live, so don't be shy. And I'm excited today to bring a new guest, our first guest of the year, Sonia Howard, who is, um, she is the uh, Action Coach South Atlanta which, by the way, you can look her up on any platform on social media to uh, find out more about her. So, Sonia, thank you so much for being on the show. How are you doing so far at the beginning of 2023? I am doing wonderful. Happy New Year. Thank you. Yeah, it's been, you know, it, we're into the third week already and it feels like it flew by. It's crazy. Um, but let's get right into getting to know more of you. I am aware that you are a Navy veteran, right? Can you tell us a little bit about how long you served and what you did in the Navy? Yes, I joined the Navy um, between 85 and got out in 89, uh, stationed in NAS Kingsville, Texas, NAS uh, Meridian, Mississippi, and NAS Jacksonville, Florida. So I um, just served four years, married um, a guy that was also in the Navy. So, yes, just four short years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you got to experience that dual military life, huh? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I've been there. That was a little bit rough. It, it can be very rough. But and I can imagine back in the 80s, um, their policies were not so up to date. Um, as they are now. So did you happen to have some time separated from your husband because of the whole dual military thing? Did you experience Oh, yes. That? That's a regular thing, the boat going out for six months. And, you know, when you come back, you take, it take you half of the time to get used to each other. And by the time <laughs> you get used to each other, the boat goes back out again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what did you do in the, in the Navy? Uh, aviation mechanic. I was an airplane mm -hmm mechanic and then I moved to the aviation shop uh, electrician I worked on um, h5s h7 a7s um, so those are the planes that I worked on in the, in the helicopters oh my gosh that is so cool to hear because I don't meet too many women that have done that job and I get the same thing when I tell people what I did I was a mechanic I so I picked all the tanks and heavy wheel vehicles so hey we're both baddies. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really cool to be able to tell that story. So do you recall any type of experiences during the military that helped you grow to become the person that you are and to be able to do what you do today? Um, yes. You know, I always tell young people when they don't know what they want to do, go into the military. It will grow you up very quickly. By the time you get out, you will know what you want to do. Um, I, it's funny because I was doing inspections on airplanes and all of the, you know, all of the shops would not be happy with me because they would say, oh, that was already broken or that was always already broken. And I'm like, well, I'm not signing it off. So you need to get somebody else. If you want somebody else to sign it off, they would get really upset with me. But all of the air, all of the air, um, the, the what am I trying to say? <laughs> the guys that were flying the planes, they were they were happy when they found out that I was working on their plane. Mm -hmm. They were very excited about it. 
And now fast forward, um, I ended up doing quality assurance also in IT. I have a degree in computer information systems. And now all of the developers were mad with me. This 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 application is working just fine. Nobody's going to complain about that. I'm not signing it off. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I mean, yeah, these flight crews, um, I can understand how they were very grateful that you were taking care of them because essentially you're preventing huge accidents that could end their lives. So, yes. yeah, great job. And I like that you have that attention to detail, which I believe most of us are pushed hard to learn that in the military, but not everybody can execute it. And it sounds like you've been able to successfully apply that to everything that you do. So was there a particular instance or memory event that you recall that inspired you to become a business coach? You mean from the military? Right. Or maybe not from the military, but it could have been something else. But I, I asked if it's for the military, that would be great to hear because I love showing people or having them hear the connection of the military experience because most of us, we do our years and then we forget about it and we don't relate them to how that those experiences got us to where we are today. Well, that was a very important time, you know, coming directly out of high school. You know, when you leave your parents' home and you go into the military, you're serving the country, right? That's a huge thing that wakes you up. What I really love was that everywhere I went, people were like, oh my goodness, you're in the Navy. And everybody would just give us extra attention. And everybody would just be like, thank you for serving our country. Even to this day, people still do that. So that was really good because it gave you a sense of pride. When you're at home, you're just a kid. When you go and serve your country, everybody looks at you completely different because you you are somebody that's important there. It gave us all a sense of pride. It doesn't matter who's in the office. We are under that that president. We follow, you know, we uh, support that president. And that's what I love about it. And everywhere you go, military people, we all are, are family. No matter where we go, we build a family where we are. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. That's um, the beautiful thing. Even after serving that you meet a veteran, you're like, hey, you automatically have this, like almost this personal um, connection. And it makes it so much easier to adjust to any, any environment if you can just find one of our own there. So it, was there also any type of um, events that led you to become a business coach? not necessarily related to the military. Like, how did you arrive to that decision? Right. Um, so, you know, joining out of leaving the military, I ended up going to college to get my degree at um, Georgia State University. I got a degree in computer information systems. Um, I ended up being a tester on um, software, IT software. Um, from there, I was actually pushed to be a lead. From there, I was pushed to be a manager. From there, my manager position disappeared. And I discovered that there was a new position that was um, taking over that, that same um, list of duties that I was doing. And it was a coach. So I got certified as a coach, which I loved. Each one of those levels, I never wanted to do the next level. I only wanted to just take care of my work. I didn't want to be over other people, but people saw me as a leader early on. And so um, I was able to find this franchise that was also coaching. 
So it's a different set of strategies, but now I am a business owner and coaching businesses. So yeah, it was, I can see the process that it went through, that I went through now looking back. Yeah. So then uh, right now, are you working specifically with military veterans or do you work with the general population too? I work with, I, I don't have a veteran client right now. I really am hoping to, that's why I'm here on this um, with you today interviewing um, is because I really want to help other veterans. There are so many business owners that start a business just because you're a great painter. Um, you start a business, you get three more painters. It doesn't mean that you know everything it takes to build a successful business. So there are so many things along the way that you need to know. And Action Coach has come up with a great process that we can walk you through and you can build a successful business that does not work. I mean, well, actually that works without you, meaning that you can go on vacation for three months at a time and come back to a business that's running successfully without you. Right. So I was on your website um, and you have a lot of great information on there. And um, it, it's called, uh, I'm sorry, it's called actioncoach.com. Um, and I'm sorry, sonyahoward.actioncoach.com. And I noticed that you have different offers. So um, I want to dive into that real quick. But before I dive into it, I'd like to know how do you help business owners get the right clients? Because, you know, if I'm going to make an investment, that's one of the things that people usually ask, like, you know, how, how are you going to make sure that I do actually get the right clients um, for thing in your coaching? Yeah. So one of the things that we do as a business coach, we're always wanting to identify who is your ideal client that you're working with, right? Who do you want to work with? Who's the person that's not going to complain about the price of your products, right? It could be a big organization instead of just one individual person. How do we, we want to identify who are all of your targets based on those targets? Then we're going to figure out where do we find them? What do they care about? Because all of your marketing should not be the same for every single target. It should be different so that we can say what they're looking for in your marketing and we can reach out to that person. So that's what we do. We start with that and then we have you do 10 different streams of marketing because if you're just doing one that's one, you know, 10% maybe coming to you. But if you have 10 streams of marketing, if each one is giving you 10%, then all of them added up together is, is 100%. And that means you have leads coming to you all the time consistently. Right. Wow. 10 streams of marketing. That is um, that is really cool because, you know, I've spoken to a lot of business coaches and they don't mention I'm going to teach you 10 different streams. They pretty much say, well, I have these three and you're going to choose which one you want to start with. And if it works, then you keep it. If it doesn't, you just move on to the next. So it's really nice. It sounds like your program is really robust, which is something that's very needed because what works for one person might not work for another and what works on one platform might not work for another. Uh, so let's talk about the different um, clubs that you have. I see that you have Action Club. And again, your website is sonyahoward.actioncoach.com and you listed Action Club, Growth Club, and then your coaching services. So would you please uh, explain to us each of those options so that people have an idea on how they can work with you? Yes. So Action Club is a series of classes where it's a little bit, it's education. It's also a little bit of coaching. We also do planning every quarter where you identify what you want to work on for your business for the next 90 days. 
Um, Profit Club is a group where we all get together once a month. Maybe we having a beer, maybe we have wine, but we're coming together and we're talking about different things. I throw out a topic, different business owners kind of chime in about how are they using that in their business. So it's a little bit of education again. Then everyone gets to talking about how, what does that mean for their business? And then we all kind of chime in about given how are we doing that and how can we use that? So it's a little bit lightweight for those people who just want to be around business owners and, you know, meet up every month. I like that because you're also offering the opportunity to support one another, um, also to share ideas and network, which is super powerful. And lastly, you have your coaching packages. Is that coach? Is that group coaching or is that individual coaching? And how long is it for? So we have multiple packages, right? I have something that works for everyone. Um, you can do the action club. You can do the profit club. You can do one-to-one uh, -one coaching. That's where you meet with me every single week for one hour. We work on your stuff, everything based on what you've decided that you wanted to focus on. We start with five-year goals, break those down to three-year, one-year, 90 days. So whatever that is, you decide what you want to work on. We have over 350 strategies that I will give you. You pick the ones that you want to work on. And then every week we're working on those goals. I'm holding you accountable, showing you how to implement those. We have group coaching. Group coaching is where you meet with um, up to, you know, it could be up to eight. I try to keep it to four group um, business owners in the community. Where together. We're in the same session. It costs a little bit less, but you're in the same session. You're still hearing and learning from each other. So if, if someone else brings up something, it's still something that you need because you haven't thought about how they're implementing it. And then, of course, um, we have online communication, right, where you can just uh, watch a video from the founder, get some education, do the homework and work on your own at your own pace. Every single video will give you tons of homework and all of the homework is valid for your business. Right. It sounds like you have a lot of systems in place. So for those who might not understand why it's so important to have businesses, would you please uh, answer that question? Like, why should they have systems? Systems. Mm -hmm. Yes. The reason why it's important for you to have a system is because otherwise it's in your head. All of the information is in your head. If it's in your head, you can't get upset when you hire somebody and they're not doing it the same way that you would do it. Right. We have to educate people. We have to get it out of our head, document it, and then we can delegate it to someone else. When we're able to do that, that means that it's going to free up your time. That means you don't have to be there every day, right? And then when you're freed up, your time is freed up, you as a CEO can go out and get bigger clients and work on the CEO duties, not the everyday work of doing paint in the wall, right? We want to be CEOs and have the freedom to go out and do the bigger work of the business and let the people, the other people, the team members work in the business using our systems. Yeah, thank you for answering that question. And we have a live question and it is, what is the cost for group coaching? So group coaching can be, I have a price for everyone. Um, the, the action coach that I was, the action club that I mentioned, that's $75 a week. Uh, if you want to pay it by the month, because, you know, some weeks have 
four, you know, four or five weeks. So you end up paying an extra three seventy five. But if you want to pay about a month, you could pay it three hundred dollars a month. And then that's a twelve week uh, commitment that we want you to do to get through all of the classes. Once that we'll tell you about the next level of you'll be ready for the next level at that point. That's the foundation of everything. And then everything up from there, we got group coaching. That's um, the group coaching. Like we don't like to give our prices out because there are other action coaches that charge different amounts. So that's the lowest amount. And then the online is $200 a month if you want to do that. So if you want, if you're interested in group coaching or one-to-one coaching, I have a complimentary coaching session. Contact me. We can talk about it. You walk away with strategies and then we can talk about it. Thank you so much. That's very, very important um, to know because some people really, they want to start investing, but they're too afraid. They imagine this huge uh, number that is not attainable. But I want people to know, for, especially those who are starting out, if you think that two or $300 a month is expensive, it is completely not expensive. I mean, this is a great deal. So do look into it and you'll see that the return of your investment will pay pay uh, pay you back, especially when you implement what your coaches are telling you to do. And um, we're almost out of time. So I just want to make sure that we let people know where they can find you. So on social media, where are the best places to find you? Um, so my handle for all social media is Action Coach South Atlanta. So you can reach me out. To, you can reach me on there. You also my website. Um, my email is Sonya Howard at ActionCoach.com. You can, if you're interested in the complimentary coaching session, uh, you walk away with between 30 to 40 strategies. And then we can talk about coaching if you really want to do it. But all of those strategies, you can do them on your own if you want. What other platforms can we find you on? Uh, I'm on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn. Um, what's the other one? Instagram. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, your handle is Action Coach South Atlanta everywhere on social media. So please check out Sonia on there. And you know what? If you're having doubts or if you're just curious and you just want to find out, you know, what she can do for you, just schedule that session, that free consultation. You just never know. Um, and of course, your website, Sonia Howard dot actioncoach.com has all of the information that people can also go back and you know read over the action club the growth club and the coaching and um also they can go there to book your free session too so any tips that you want to leave us with before we close out well we never even talked about the five numbers that we care about as an action coach which is getting you more leads getting those leads to convert to clients getting those clients to come back more often getting those clients to spend more money and reducing your costs that's the five numbers that we care about we make sure that you set goals in those numbers we have over 350 strategies that we use in those numbers so that is what a business coach does we care about is your business making money are you setting goals and are you moving faster than you could be yeah, great, great tips. Thank you so much, Sonia. I really enjoyed learning more about you, about your service in the Navy. So thank you so much for serving. And thank you for offering your services to our military community because, as you know, we need all the help that we can get because people are transitioning out of the military every single day. And sometimes you feel really, really lost. You have no idea where to begin. So you are a great source. And um, I want to thank everybody else who joined us. We talked with Sonia about her business coaching service, please check her out. Uh, she's on um, all social media platforms and her website, Sonia 
howard.actioncoach.com. And we'll be here again on the podcast and on YouTube. And please give us a thumbs up, share if you like this podcast and this episode, and um, come back and listen to us again. Welcome back. We're about to start our legal segment with Ms. Kelly Bagla and our founder, Joe Molina. And first, I want to say Happy New Year. I hope that you've had a wonderful first few weeks so far. So let's bring in um, Kelly and Joe. That way we can get started. <laughs> How are you two doing? Hi, Kelly. Hi, Kelly. Hello, guys. Happy New Year to you and to everyone that's listening. That's you know, great. I really, I'm sorry, I, I'm cutting off, I'm cutting you off already, but I really miss you all because we ended the last show in November and it was so weird to just not see you guys and not have these conversations. So I feel like I'm back home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we took a very long uh, break uh, for Christmas and now New Year's, but glad to be back and uh, we are back on track. And uh, we have, uh, I know Dali has great questions already set up for you, uh, Kelly. And, uh, but also, before we end the show, I would like, uh, Kelly, if you can talk to us uh, in, about the, uh, a new fund that, we, that, we are, that we're studying. And we can do that at the end. And then, uh, um, but first, I would like to um, give the, 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 the platform to Dali to ask her questions. Um, so, Delhi, go right ahead. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. Okay, so Kelly and I were talking right before the show, and we decided, because we were reading each other's minds, that we we're going to talk about new updates in the law. Because, you know, it's 2023, things do change, and we sometimes don't even think about what to ask. So, Kelly, can you give us an update? Absolutely, Dali. That's a loaded question because when the new year comes around, it, it's it's riddled with new laws. And it, the new laws that I'll be focusing on today will be specifically just for businesses in general. But there are new laws outside of business pertaining to everyday life. Even jaywalking now is not, um, it's considered um you know, just, just a little misdemeanor. So they've changed that. So from, from uh, traffic to walking in traffic to, um, you know, just, just your, your everyday life, really. So there are a lot of laws that have been implemented. And today I'll be just focusing on the laws in California. And prior to that, uh, let me just state my disclaimer. I am a practicing attorney and any information that I share with anyone or who is listening and uh, may listen later on, uh, any information is just for informational purposes only. It does not create an attorney-client relationship. Now, let's talk about at least the top two, uh, three or four laws, Dali. The first one is the minimum wage increase. Every employer should know that the minimum wage has increased to $15.50. However, uh, that doesn't necessarily pertain to nationwide in California because there are certain counties within California that actually have their own 
increases in minimum wage. So some are even $16 and some are even $17. So you have to really make sure that you are looking at the right uh, law for this year. It's already been implemented January 1st. And specifically check in your own county as to what that county's minimum wage is. Because many, many businesses get this wrong thinking that the increase is generally applicable to the entire California, and it's not. And usually the county increases are higher than the standard that uh, the, the state of California has set. Thank you for that. So um, this might sound like a really ridiculously dumb question, but I have to ask it because if I'm thinking it, I'm pretty sure somebody else is. <laughs> so actually, it's a two-part question. Number one. Does this law of a minimum wage apply to small business owners? And number two, um, does it mean that businesses will be penalized if they do not offer the $15.15 um, increase? So, Dali, this is, and, and please, there are no uh, silly questions whatsoever when it comes to law itself, zero. The, the $15.50 an hour, this is the first time in California that it does not matter how many employees a company has. So mm -hmm. that is the bare minimum. That's the set. It's $15.50 an hour. Oh, Does it wow. Matter one employee or if you've got 100 employees? I cannot believe that this is the first time that they applied that part of the law. That's crazy. Um, okay. So are there any exceptions to that law where maybe the business has some kind of um, title or anything that states, okay, well, you, because you're this, you don't have to meet the minimum wage requirement. You can come right under. Absolutely not. We're talking about California, Dolly. There are zero <laughs> exceptions to the minimum wage, zero exceptions. Mm -hmm. And to answer the second part of your first question, are there any penalties? Absolutely. The state's going to come in real hard and they're going to penalize for penalties, fees, fines, and potentially this could really be detrimental to any business that have not implemented this. So if they came in, and we are probably in the third week of January. Can you believe that? Third week of January. So if a business has not implemented the bare minimum wage increase, they can actually go back and rectify this and make sure that the uh, wages that the employees have received is increased by what they should have received January 1st. Okay, okay. I have another two-part question. Um, <laughs> so how about uh, restaurant workers? Actually, that one is from LinkedIn that it came in. How about restaurant workers? And do they have to be considered W-2 only or can they be 1099? Restaurant workers, if, if someone's working in a restaurant in any capacity, uh, they would have to be employees, a W-2 have to be in employees. Mm -hmm. And yes, the minimum wage is across all industries as well. All right. So then if I am contracting a virtual assistant and um, it's 1099, then I still have to pay her a minimum of that minimum wage set by that state, right? Right. So if, um, if you are hiring an independent contractor, and usually an independent contractor, Dali, will work on a project base. So if somebody, it, it's going to take them 
you know, one hour or five hours to complete a project, they usually give you a flat rate for that project rather than on an hourly, because that that's one thing that can kind of push the relationship over to an employee rather than an independent contractor. So as far as independent contractors go, I would highly recommend that the, the contracts that companies use to hire them have at least project-based um, uh, work rather than just hourly work. And yes, uh, you cannot agree with someone, even if someone's willing to say, I'll work for $10 an hour. I don't really need the money. Cannot do that. The law is the law. Can't skate around it. it, it $15.50 is the minimum wage for this year. Mm, thank you so much for clarifying that because, you know, there's always people thinking maybe there's a loophole. Maybe, you know, because I can't afford it. So thank you so much for clarifying. So you said that you, there was another law you wanted to touch base on that just uh, was implemented. Yes, absolutely. So California has uh, legalized cannabis now. Oh. And prior to uh, the law being uh, legalized uh, or, or admitted, there were so many employers, if you will, that were very concerned about employees actually using cannabis while they were employed. And so you can, as an employer, you can limit, if it's recreational, uh, you can limit that and say not in the workplace. However, an employer cannot discriminate, this is the second law, cannot discriminate against an employee or a job applicant who uses cannabis uh, off job hours, off work, or uh, away from work. So if, for example, uh, you're, you're potentially, so someone applies and they say, yes, you know, I, I, I take um, uh, cannabis for medical reasons. That's medical reasons and you cannot discriminate. If they say, oh, you know, yes, after hours, we, we go to a, um, a cannabis lounge and, uh, you know, we, we go hang out there. And the employer overhears this or they find out, they cannot let or terminate that employee go based on the employee consuming cannabis after hours. Oh, this is so interesting. Thank you so much. Okay, so I have follow-up questions. HIPAA, because you mentioned, you know, you're right on there. Yes, I use it. Can they ask you, if you just say, yes, I do use it, can they ask you, is it for medical reasons? And if it is, you have to provide proof. Is that violating HIPAA law? As a general rule, in California, again, Dali, we're, we're not really allowed to ask, right? We're not allowed to ask job applicants or even employees to ask them uh, if they use cannabis or not. However, the employer can put in their employee agreement to say that the company does not tolerate any use of non-prescription drugs during work mm -hmm. hours. Got it. Okay. Yes. So then does that mean that because there are a lot of government employees and also there are contracting companies for the government that require a urinalysis, random urinalysis to make sure that people are not, I guess, going to work high. So does this law, how does this law apply to those employees? The the employer can still do random testing as long as the employer has that specific language in their employee agreements and employee uh, handouts, employee uh, books, if you will. And if the the uh, the employee came into work, say after work they went and in and partook in cannabis, and 
the next day the employee went to work and it was going to be the random testing. Well, at the time the employee is tested, if the employee is actually on, they, they just took some cannabis products and, and you can see signs of that, then clearly that goes against the policies of the employer. But if they go into work the next day, they're perfectly fine, they're functioning. But yet the, the urine test comes back negative like, or, or positive that they did use it. The employer is still not allowed to terminate the employee. That falls under the discrimination definition that they've just expanded this year. Mm, that's so interesting. Thank you so much for answering that question. I'm sure people have many other questions related to this because it has been such a hot topic for a long time. Yes. Um, we have another question from LinkedIn coming in. Can business uh, can a business hire family members in parentheses children? Minors? I'm not sure. Um, can you repeat that one more time? Can a can a business hire family members, children in parentheses? Hmm. Minors? Absolutely. There's no law or rule against hiring family members. When it comes to children, children are allowed actually to work for minimum wage. You cannot hire your kid to come in for five dollars <laughs> an hour just to clean up. No, you cannot do that. That is slave labor. Yeah. <laughs> that is child labor. And that is against the law. But yes, you can hire children. Absolutely. As long as the, the parents have signed off on on the, the child working and also that the child is still uh, making sure that they're, they're continuing their education and it's not affecting that, that part of it. But you know, on weekends, after after school, yes, a company can definitely hire family members. Yeah, that's a great, really great question. Because when I began my business, I wanted to hire my children. And let me tell you, I pay them well for being little kids, $20 an hour, okay? Wow, that, that, that's fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, they were expected to also do great work when they did. <laughs> so they earned it. But I recall um, being told that I could actually formally hire them, put them on a W-2, not just 1099, um, and pay them like a normal regular employee. And I was, re I remember they said, you cannot pay them, you know, <laughs> less than minimum wage. So um, are there any warnings that you would like to share? Maybe something that you've seen that people think they're doing right when they're hiring minors? Um, I, the only thing I can think of, something you said is, as long as they're keeping up with their grades, um, are there any other tips that you can give us that's related to hiring kids? Absolutely. I actually, about uh, six months ago, I do believe that I wrote an article for uh, the uh, San Diego Veterans Magazine, and it was specifically where children, uh, different types of businesses that would be perfect for children. So as long as, again, you pay them at least bare minimum wage, you this doesn't affect their, their school. And also, it would be a great idea to maybe open a bank account for the child. The child can, cannot go in and open their own bank account. They're, they're not of legal age. But as the parent, you can open a bank account for the child and that money can go directly into that bank account. Or you can try, you can, you can open some sort of investment account for the child. Um, that's always a great, great tip. And that way they start early. And uh, as the parent, you can contribute also too. And this way, the child has money for college or they have money for trade school and you're teaching the child earlier on what money is, 
how mm-hmm. how important it is and how to actually utilize it. I think that that's an incredible lesson for any parent to to teach their children earlier yeah. on. <laughs> I'm so glad you mentioned that. that. That's one of the things that I did. I actually had them open a, a Roth IRA and they were like, what is this IRA thing? Like, why do I need it? I'm like, oh, you will thank me later. And uh, yeah, the bank account, the, uh, I believe they use a term like parental bank account or something like that, which was also a huge benefit to me as the employer because you can just direct deposit the money in. And um, yeah, that was an interesting experience because I remember my business cut the check and mailed it out Mm -hmm. and they received the check and they were like, oh, what do I do with this thing? (laughs) 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 Right. Yeah. So I had to teach them how to do all of that, you know, sign the back and all that. Um, Now, what about with getting permissions for minors to work? I know that there's uh, permission that you have to ask from the school. And there's also from the government, right? Like I think a work permit or something. No, you don't have to ask uh, any permission from the government at all. Again, as long as you're following employment law, um, Joe is shaking his head. Uh, exactly. Uh, definitely the parents. Yes, the, the parents have to sign off on everything. And just touching back upon uh, the child's future, whether they are investing in their own future, mm-hmm. there's another account. And I believe you can op- open it with a brokerage account. I believe it's something it's called a cafeteria account where the money goes in. And that specific money is only for the child's education. So that's a, another great um, account. Uh, to to look into if you are trying to help your child save up for college. Right. And Joe says um, a custodial account is what I was referring to in the bank where, yeah, the the parent has to open it. Yeah. Yeah. These are uh, great, great topics. Are there any other laws that we should know about? Just one more, because I don't, I, like I said, I could go on for hours, darling. We don't have that much time. No, I'll be there with one, you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Just one more, which is pretty important, and it, it affects the privacy rights. And that just came in uh, January 1st as well. And many people were concerned about that, especially businesses, because in the past, businesses could actually sell uh, employees' information to other businesses that are in the business of retrieving personal information of individuals so they can sell them to other people that want to market to that particular group. Now they have amended the privacy laws where the employees of companies are also protected now and the company that wants to sell private information, personal information, must obtain the consent of the employee first. So that, that was huge right there. Employees probably didn't even know that this was, uh, you know, it was allowed, a company was allowed to do that. So now the employee's information is also protected. Mm, wow. I didn't even know that employers were allowed to do that. I thought it was just the, you know, the credit bureaus, because that's really what their business is, selling your information. And, you know, like Meta, Twitter, all these marketing uh, companies. So that's really good to know, especially now that I've seen, a rise in identity theft of minors because people are like, oh, nobody's checking the kids' social security number if it's being used and all that, which is a whole other conversation. I'm going to stop right there. And I'm going to ask Joe, Joe, do you have any questions? Because I've been asking most of them and I want to allow you the you know opportunity to ask. <laughs> no, I, I think those were really um, great questions. And I think, we, uh, uh, Kelly, thank you for covering the new laws. And uh, I'm very intrigued and interested on, um, you know, how these new laws can 
one, affect the businesses, you know, they have to pay more, but also benefit the employees. And I'm, I'm very happy to see that the uh, restaurant groups and waitresses and bars and all those places have come up to the, to the, to the, to the label, to the level of paying their employees their, their, their right wage instead of relying on the customers to pay the hell they have for the wage, which I was, I never thought I was fair. So, mm-hmm. um, so this is really, really good, really good. But yeah, we are out of time and, and, and I want to thank you, um, uh, Dali for the great questions and you Kelly for, uh, um, the great information. And I think we can probably meet separately, uh, Kelly, and talk about the fund and, and let, let our audience know what the fund is about. But we can do that in a separate segment. We don't have Absolutely. to do that today. So, and I'm sorry, I asked too many questions. Oh, no, no, that. That, that was that was great. I was kind of <laughs> expecting you would. Like, <laughs> yes, me too, Dolly. <laughs> <laughs> you have, you no. have really great questions. So I, I love it. Thank you. My my little um, my brain is always working. So yeah. lastly, I want to make sure that people know where to reach you because if they're amazed about the wealth of knowledge that you have, where can people best reach you? They can go directly to my website baglalaw.com. They have a contact form that they can fill out, and we immediately respond. They can call the office at seven six zero five seven nine six seven. Eight nine, And guaranteed, if we do miss your phone call, we will always return your phone call. That's the number one complaint about attorneys, Dali, is they never call us back. <laughs> but every single time we call someone back, we, we get new business. And <laughs> do the right thing, right? Exactly. Right. <laughs> exactly. And, and simply, you can just even Google me, just my name, Kelly Bagler, and you'll see a litany of um, information that I've put out there. And again, everything that we do, it's always to support entrepreneurs. Wonderful. Thank you so much. One, one last thing. I wanted to congratulate uh, Kelly on your new um, um, award from the magazine. Uh, I posted that on LinkedIn, so you should also uh, be connected. But that's one more award under your belt. So that was, that was really, really cool. Thank you so much, Joe. Yeah. Thank you. That's amazing. I didn't know. So congratulations. That's got to feel really, really good because I know that you work a lot. Just to keep yourself up to date with all these laws is a lot of work because I do research for my own stuff. So kudos to you. And I want to thank, well, thank you for being here and always coming and sharing the knowledge and offering your services. And I also want to thank each and every one of you who are listening or watching us on YouTube. Remember that for our legal segment, you can email us some questions in, or you can always post them while we're live. We love answering questions and we'll be here for our next episode as always. So I want to wish you a wonderful weekend, be safe, and remember to spend time with those that you truly, truly care about because life is short. You just never know how long you're going to be here.